Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. You know what it is? We're looking at episode 200 right now. 200! 200. Who would have thought? Welcome to this. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of this. What can I say? I really am. I've said it a few times before. Uh, by the way, so today is November 16th, 2021. We are middle uh, of the way through November. Uh, hopefully we're making space for the turkey, for the pumpkin pie, for the uh, the weird-ass uh, cranberry sauce that comes out of a can and it's perfectly shaped like a can. Whoever thought that was a good idea? People do that every year. I'll never know why. Anyway, we're at episode 200, and uh, I, I never would have believed that we would get here. Now, you guys, I've talked about it a little bit before. Okay, I'll let you in on a secret. I'm a flaky person. I I like adventure. I like uh, to dream big. I'm an idea person. And so I'm big on ideas. I'm not so big on execution. I tend not to stick with things necessarily. And this show that kind of happened, not even kind of, it totally happened by accident. Uh, this became an experiment for me. I just thought, is this something I can stick with? Can I actually keep doing this? Is this a thing? And I think after 200 episodes in uh, in 11 months, 11 and a half months, I'm going to say case closed. I stuck with it. I made this a routine. There's something about me, the way I'm wired. I am anti-routine. I don't I don't like routines. I don't like to be told what to do. But I love you guys. I love this show. I love our, our morning coffees. So Robo Kitty, early, early with the secret word. Everyone, the secret word is Robocat. We're doing a secret word for episode 200. Secret word for episode 200. We had to, this was RoboKitty's idea. Again, the secret word is RoboCat. Here's how it works. Here's what you do. We're gonna do a drawing. I'll do it uh, in about a week or so. We're gonna do a drawing. We're gonna do a nice Chicago Tony V watch again. I don't know what kind it's gonna be. We'll figure it out. But uh, if you want to enter into the drawing, what you do is you email the show. The email address is chicagotonyv, like vasectomy, ouch, at gmail.com. Just email me saying, RoboCat. And you are entered into the drawing. I will do a drawing in about a week. And we'll, uh, we'll do a nice watch to someone. It'll be fun. Now, in the history of the show... There have been two winners. We did secret words for a couple different months. Um, let's see. The first winner was our very own Yak Horseman. I hope Yak uh, pokes his head in today. Maybe, maybe not. The second winner. Now, it's funny. Back in the day, the second winner. Now, of course, I, I was the money pennies would report to me throughout the month. I remember for the second month of the secret word, I think Becky the money penny told me on the side she's she's like georgie girl's gonna win hands down she's been the most dedicated she's sent in secret word for every day the odds are it's gonna be georgie girl so i'm picking the names out of the fishbowl lo and behold it's robo kitty robo kitty won the second watch uh robo's watch is just like this one it is a i'm showing you right now you spotify listeners i'm showing an upside down casio g-shock you know, uh, sometimes in RoboKitty's line of work, uh, people are spewing innards onto her. All right? Sometimes it's blood. They might be squirting blood, you know, like they're in a Lloyd Kaufman movie. They might be uh, spurting brain matter, like they're in a Lloyd Kaufman movie. Or they could be uh, spewing fecal matter like they're in a Lloyd Kaufman movie. And so I wanted something that uh, could really stand up to the elements, right? And so I got Robo a, a G-Shock. You know what's funny? 
I always, I for years I wanted a G-Shock. I got Robo Kitty a G-Shock before I got it, and then about a month or two after that, I thought, well, this is bullshit. If she gets to enjoy a G-Shock watch, by God, I'm gonna enjoy a G-Shock watch. So I got one for myself. Now Yak Horseman, he got a Casio Duro, which is a very nice diving watch. And now for in Yak's case, I just thought, okay. Here's a nice kid. I want to, you know, I, I, I want something nice for him to wear when he's uh, uh, taking a beautiful baby out to the movies or whatever he's working on, whatever project he's angle he's working. I want him to look nice. I want to help him out. So I got him a uh, Casio Duro. I think it's a nice looking diving watch. It's classy. Classy. Yeah, Georgie says uh, back uh, back on that month number two, she says, I, I didn't miss a day, but I was super happy Robo got the G-Shock. I was really surprised. I was sure it was going to be you, Georgie girl. I was sure. And I hoped it was going to be you because I wanted to get your address. So I could add it to your file. <laughs> Otanun says, I'd like a Rolex when I win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tank says, I search so much for the G-Shock. What do you mean? You're look you're looking to buy a G-Shock? Is that what you mean? Are you having trouble finding one? I love it. It comes in so many different colors. I kind of, I think my next step, I mean, I do love this watch. This is probably the one I wear the most now, the G-Shock. Maybe it's because it's my newest. I don't know. Um, Salty likes the tag Hewer. Those are very nice watches, Salty. Duly noted. I see. Okay, so you... <laughs> you guys are just letting me know. Thank you for letting me know. Yes, yes. Let uh, alleged money bags know what kind of watch you want. Now here, let's see. Someone, uh, oh, Tank says Citizen Echo Drive. I have one or two of those watches. I, I think they're fabulous. Now they're Japanese. I love Japanese things. But then also those things are solar powered. I mean, you never have to, I never have to replace a battery in my Citizens. It's fabulous. Never have to wind it, never have to replace a battery. You have two of the same one, Tank? Two Citizens? I've got a nice kind of brownish, brownish goldish citizen that I that I like. I haven't worn that in forever now that I think about it. It's a good reminder. Robo's back in episode 200. She had to go do work stuff, probably save someone's life. Oh, Lady Letter Carrier likes the Timex. I like a good Timex. As a matter of fact, I was, I used to wear, I had a, I like the Indiglow. This is tremendous technology. So many of these other watches are said to have great lumens and that sort of thing. And, uh, I don't buy it. Who knew episode 200 was going to be watch talk? This is bizarre. Anyway, Timex Indiglow. I had one that I wore so much that I, I it just, it finally kind of like shit the bed as far as I know. Or maybe it's laying around somewhere and I just haven't seen it in a while. It's hard to know. Uh, Robo says, Tony, is my watch solar powered? I don't think so. But I could be wrong. As a matter of fact, I have the, I have the, uh, look at this. I have my G-Shock box right here. Look at that. Spotify listeners, I'm holding a G-Shock box up to the... Let's see, do I have the... I think I put the manual somewhere else. I know where I put it. I'm not going to read through the manual on the show. Certainly not on episode 200. I would almost do that for you, Robo Kitty. If I would do it for anyone, I would do it for you. But it turns out not even you would I do that for. <sighs> oh, you're... Robo is putting together a spare vehicle by myself, not saving anyone's life right now. Is that a spare bambalance are you talking about? You're loading it up with uh, this, that, and the other, and uh, oxygen and all that stuff. Georgie says, I had an Indiglow in college and loved it. I think it's still around, but battery is long dead. Yeah. 
You know what's fine? I, I hate changing batteries in, in watches. It's such a pain in the ass, and that's silly. That's the only downside of, of uh, owning several watches. Anyway. Anyway, episode 200. Who knew? Um, I was talking to uh, Pepperonis on the Discord the other day. I was reminding, you know, so people were kind of trying to dig into the old past and figure out, okay, what's the what's some dirt on Chicago Tony? And you know who you are. And I had to... I, it, it made me reminisce, and it's like, you got to remember, when I started doing this, I thought there would be like three people that would watch me a couple of times on Reddit, and that would be the end of that. I would fade into obscurity. And, lo and behold, fate had a different idea, and I became, you know, some sort of Y-level internet celebrity. And... And the rest is history. So I, I really, because I misjudged the popularity of this show, I didn't even know I was, it was weird. Anyway, it put me into a little bit of a box and I've had to be a little secretive. I've had to say allegedly for entertainment purposes. By the way, Chicago Tank's music homework for the day is Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin. It is a total jam. Go look it up. You've heard it. Robo says I'm right. Spare box, uh, spare. Oh, you just call an ambulance a box? That's pretty cool. Spare box with all the bells and whistles, IV kits, bags of drugs, bottles of drugs, intubation kits, cardiac monitor, the works. I'm kind of proud that my bambalance can be, it could go right back into service. There's not a damn thing wrong. It's ready to roll. I could bring it back to the firehouse that I bought it from. And it could go into service that afternoon. They'd have to put shit on it, you know, the oxygen tanks and all that stuff. But uh, Plumber says, now Reddit has gotten rid of us. Don't lose faith. I'm going to be back on Reddit. I'm going to be back on Reddit. I just need time to uh, focus on it. And uh, Georgie, thank you for emailing. Uh, uh, Georgie uh, is back in the contest. The secret word is RoboCat, everybody. Just to remind you. Maybe Georgie is going to get her rightful win this time. That would be fabulous. So let's think. Anyway, I thought something fun to do. As I said, I have no excuse for this, but episode 200 snuck up on me. It's kind of because some uh, uh, life and death shit has appeared in in the uh, background. In Let's call it my real life. <laughs> This is my real life too, right? But uh, so I've been I've been super busy with some bullshit and sidetracked, and it snuck up on me. However, I put a little forethought, and you know what I found? I thought it would be interesting. You long timers have heard, but maybe not all of you have seen. Now, back in the early time, one of the fascinating things about our show is I had this feud with Insane Clown Posse with the Juggalos fans of Insane Clown Posse I mean who would have guessed and finally by now that was a long time ago but just to just to recap a little bit Vinny my dope Vinny the Deer Slayer right my lovely computer kid right he showed up at a lunch with a Insane Clown Posse shirt on I didn't know who the fuck that was. It was funny. Hilarity ensued. And I I used to post videos a lot more on YouTube. And I posted a video about Insane Clown, Clown Posse. Now remember, Vincenzo was my video, is my video guy. So I did this because I, I knew Vinny would be editing the video. So I made this video to bust his balls. That's what I that's why I did it. To me it was hilarious to shit all over Insane Clown Posse and know that Vincenzo was editing it. He put it up there and lo and behold it's by far the most popular video I've ever posted. It had uh, by the time I took it down it had 20,000 views. 
and uh, it pissed off a whole lot of juggalos. They didn't get the joke. They didn't know it was a joke. They didn't get the joke. And uh, finally, I was getting death threats. I was getting death threats, and I was getting a lot of death threats, and I thought, you know, fuck this shit. I just, this is too much. So I finally took it down, and that's kind of sad. That's kind of sad. But for here for episode 200, I just got curious. It's like, it does that thing even exist? And so the what does exist, what does exist is actually the the first the the the, the core video. Now, so I recorded a video, and then I, and then Vincenzo put some overlays, some pictures of the these. You know these fucking clown people in their makeup and whatever. You know it looked it looked nice, but but basically, so what I have, what still exists, is the core video that I recorded. I'm gonna show it to you guys. <laughs> Robo says I'm gonna get death threats for uh, 200 episode 200. Another throwback. Yes, right. Now I will say I posted an apology video to the Juggalos that still is up on my YouTube. The YouTube account is uh, Chicago Tony V, I think it is. Now, my apology to the Juggalos is like my second most watched video. Now, what's funny is a lot of Juggalos have said some very nice things because of that video. And I even got like some sort of official invite to like, they. there's like a Juggalo Burning Man thing. And uh, they reached out to me and they're like, uh, you need to be at this Juggalo Burning Man thing. And I was just like, uh, oh man, what a bummer. I got something else going on. <laughs> right. It's just not my thing. I don't know. I don't own any makeup. Do I? No. I don't know how that shit works. Anyway, but uh, but I've gotten some very nice comments from the Juggalos. I thought it would be fun to show that original thing. Now, watch this. I'll show you the video. Watch this with the uh, idea that it's interesting to watch this and think how wrong they took it. Here, let's see. Let me pot down. Let me pot down the music. Let's see where I can find it. Okay, here's uh, here's me with the jugglers. Now you can see over my shoulder, I do have a juggalo on or a juggalo picture on the screen. Anyway, here's the infamous juggalo video that got me in so much trouble, so much hate mail, death threats. Here we go. Enjoy. This section was intentionally omitted to prevent further death threats from juggalos. That's pretty much the gist of it. That's pretty much the gist of it. The comments while showing that video are are absolutely fascinating. And and really, uh, yes, to sum it up, Sofa is saying, yeah, damn, that's a long-ass video. <laughs> it is amazing to see. Someone, maybe it was Sofa also commented about... Uh, I have so much uh, more energy now. It is amazing. You got to remember that video was done so early. I, I wasn't. I wasn't in the even in the mode of like I have to entertain people. I don't even know what the hell I was doing. I was just uh, throwing thoughts up on a video. It's kind of crazy, but it's really. Oh, by the way. I want to say hello to Ross Trevina. Hello, sir. Thank you for the uh, well wishes for episode 200. Where is Ross in the stream now? Uh, Ross had me on his show, was very gracious to have me on his show. He does a wonderful podcast called The Ross Trevina Project. Trevina is T-R-E-V-E-N-A. Oh, here's Ross's comment. Very nice of you, Ross, to uh, dip your head in. Let's get some music going. There it is. That didn't feel right without the music, did it? But, uh, yeah, Plumber, it's been a long time since I've been in Studio A. I, I'm, I'm actually developing a complex. I think I said on the show the other day, I was at Studio A, like, last week because I had to print something out for a dentist appointment, and it's like, I didn't want to be there. I was, I was, af not afraid, but... I prefer not to be around my employees. <laughs> Many of them, I don't even know who the hell they are because I've never met them before at this point. But, uh, 
yeah, the Studio A, you know, hard, those were the days, man. Studio A was the uh, was the linchpin for a long time. And it's very interesting, too, to see the... I hadn't even thought about this, but yes, the... I guess you could see weight loss compared to those days compared to now. Yeah, it was uh, it was Sofa that says, Tony has so much more energy and is much more schmexy in 200. Go, Tony. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So anyway, that, that was interesting. I Hopefully, I did enough of a run-up to explain that video that I won't get a bunch of shit from Juggalos again. And, and this time, now my my Juggalo apology video is still up there. Um, you know, I, I Salty says Tony was just throwing the ICP hate back then. Again, keep in mind, I think the key to that whole thing is all I was doing is busting Vincenzo's balls. I love the idea of him sitting there. I don't know how long it takes him to edit one of these videos, but let's say it's an hour. He has to have an hour of me shitting over this band that he that he likes and just pointing out how idiotic it is to wear that to a restaurant with someone you work for. Georgie says that video was before Tony had really developed his on-air pers persona. You know, what's interesting is, uh, well, I'm sure you're right, Georgie. And obviously sit watching that. It's like, Jesus, was I on Quaaludes? What the hell's going on? But, uh, Oh, so Ross had never seen the video. He says, thanks, Tony. It's good to catch the video after hearing the story about it. Yeah, I wish I still had the original where Vince put all these overlays of all these, you know, the dudes in the clown makeup and everything. It was a, it was a very nice looking video, I think. Um, yeah, plumber, I still need the office. I have uh, like 20 employees, something like that. I don't know the exact count, but right around there. Anyway, so yeah, this idea, Georgie, about a persona. I hadn't developed my persona. I, I sit here and just think like this is me or whatever, but I do. I think what's changed is I am more conscious of, well, it's like if I'm going to do this, I'd better not put people to sleep. I better try and have some energy with this thing, I guess, you know. But uh, anyway, that was um, that was fun to bring that back. That was fun to bring that back. And good old Studio A. I miss Studio A. And of course, um, another thing that really is, has gone by the wayside. It used to be a, a total force of the show are the rose-colored glasses. That was a big thing. We don't see these. I, if I could get these in prescription, which probably I could if I just put a little work at it, I think we'd maybe see the rose-colored glasses more and more. I have one other video. Now, this is very short. Um, but I thought it would be fun just to show you something that I just did privately. Um, you guys remember Mama V's 80th birthday was this past year. And my family did... Uh, uh, they, they, they all recorded videos, happy birthday video messages for her. And so it's like, well, just so happens I'm set up like a mofo to do, to record a video. So I thought it would be fun for you guys to see. Now this is very short, so don't worry about it. But this is, uh, this is my, um, birthday, happy birthday to Mama V. And it was so funny. You can imagine, I don't know how many fam family members recorded videos but let's say 15 and it's just you know fucking normal people right and it says gee grandma happy birthday we're so happy for you you know hello mom happy birthday blah 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 and then uh you know fat face gets on the thing and so let's see let's pull this thing up here we go here's my uh birthday video to mama v it's short
I just remember all those years growing up. How many times did we say to you, we're bored, we're bored. You were always the person, Mom, that we could go to to get just a creative, fun idea. You're everything. You're our everything, Mom. Happy birthday. Happy 80th. Can't wait to see you. You deserve the best. Love you. So that was a fun one. That was fun. Now, over my shoulder, actually, uh, on the computer, the, the, the monitor... I always tried to do something meaningful on that monitor when I was recording videos. Sometimes it would be secretly pr promoting some of my co uh, podcast friends. That house behind me in that uh, clip was the house really that if you if you said, what house did you grow up in? That's the house I would say. It's one of the, if I had to guess, it's the second or third house my mom like designed or whatever she had this hobby <laughs> expensive hobby of um my parents would move and she would work with the whatever architect builder and all that stuff and like so it would be the house would kind of be her creation and she'd do all the fixtures and all the paint and all the insides and all that stuff <laughs> Sofa says, I he says, you were a corpse back then. Now you're lively and full of mozzarella. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, and that was some interesting music I had back then. Uh, Tank says, love that music. Sounds like an ice cream parlor. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I mean, I used to play records from like the 1910s, 1920s, and freaking YouTube would flag those things. Essentially, you can't do any pre-recorded music unless it's like officially um what do, what do you call it royalty free it's weird <clears throat> ladies lady was watching the cars go by the window yeah it's kind of interesting to look out that window a little bit isn't it kind of interesting studio a i got to get back in the swing studio a it's sitting there languishing i'm becoming such a a hermit I I uh, I have ordered a bunch more equipment for Studio B. There's a, that's that's going to be a project. Um, yeah, I don't know. It turned that music ended up being too much of a headache because it turns out you can't fight these behemoth, you know, places like YouTube and all that stuff. You just can't do it. Um, so I said, ah, to hell with it. I'm just going to dig up um, royalty-free music like we're listening to right now. Oh, come all you faithful, which is good. I am trying to build a cult. So anyway, episode now, I, I got to stay on. You know me. I got to stay on top of the mailbag, and, and uh, we enjoy it anyway. But I, I just, before I do, I just want to say, and... And by the way, I'm going to forget someone, so that sucks. That sucks. But I'm going to do it anyway. I just I just want to thank you guys. I'm super proud to have made it to episode 200. I've always seen this as a happy accident. Um, I'm, really, I'm surprised every single day I turn this shit on and anyone shows up. I'm actually shocked. I'm shocked that anyone watches, anyone listens. To be honest, I don't really understand it. But I'm just going to keep riding the uh, riding the surf in the rainbow. So I'm going to forget someone and I'm sorry. But here we go. Thank you, Georgie Girl, Robo Kitty, Chief Fafa, Amber, the Chicago Tank, our very own Yak Horseman, Salty, Sofa, Mammy Mama, Plumber, the Comiskey Kid, Lady Letter Carrier, Coffee, Ode to None. Uh, I, I got to thank... Uh, Vincenzo the Deer Slayer. Thank you, sir. Get your mouth off the bong pipe, please, for a second. I'm even going to thank Lucenzo, my sound guy. Lucenzo's going to make a comeback here shortly. He keeps bugging me, so I, it's going to happen. Uh, then uh, my podcasting friends. Does everyone remember Harry from the multi-award winning Gamers Watch podcast? Harry, especially back in the day, he used to call into the show from England. Super fun, dude. 
good friend. I respect the hell out of those guys. Uh, Harry and Sean are making a great podcast. Kelly from Drunk Theory, Anthony and Steven from We Have Issues, the great Tim McCarthy from 2010 Minutes, Haley from Podcast 27. She's been on the show. She called in. She's been in the uh, live stream several times. Of course, Pixie from Next on Stage 1, and Ross Trevina, who just showed up, uh, oddly enough. And as I said, he, he was nice enough to have me on his show. I'm sorry, I, because I'm forgetting people. I know I'm forgetting people, and... Uh, doesn't mean I don't love you, but it's just, you know. Um, yeah, see here on Twitch. Salty says here on Twitch, they'll mute your playbacks if there are DCMA things. There you go. So best not to. Yeah, you can't beat it. So. Salty likes uh, the way I'm wearing my, my shirt today. Thank you, Salty. I appreciate it. I think, by the way, that uh, video to Mama V. I think I'm wearing this very shirt. I think it's it's getting it's getting pretty baggy. I I might need to retire it before too long. Anyway, let's get to the mailbag, everybody. Let's see what's in the mailbag and uh, make some let's make some headway. If anyone wants to send in a letter, send it to Chicago Tony V like vegetable at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, again, we're going to do a drawing for a watch. Secret word contest. The secret word is RoboCat. Send that to ChicagoTonyV at gmail.com. We'll do the drawing in about a week. All right? Here we go. Dear Tony, my uh, oldest son is graduating high school in the spring. He is lobbying me hard to take a year off before going to college. He says he wants to travel and explore. In my heart of hearts, I don't want to allow this because I'm afraid it will open the door to him picking up a lot of bad and lazy habits. Am I on to something or do you see it differently? Thanks for any advice. This is from Discerning Dad in Ohio. Uh, you don't want him to pick up any bad or lazy habits, yet you want to send him to college, sir? This is not, this is not uh, making absolute perfect sense. Are you not aware that, uh, you know, ordering breadsticks for dinner every night and, uh, you know, playing Nintendo incessantly are, are, are lazy, bad and lazy habits? You know, maybe, maybe picking up a pack a day habit, that can happen in college. I would just like to hear your thinking. I would like to hear your thinking about what <laughs> what is so impervious in your opinion about uh, college uh I, so i'm going to say i see this totally the other way i mean let's face it okay the the price of college sending a kid to college it's ungodly discerning dad in ohio if you have the funds to send your son to college good on you that's amazing that's a dying breed i was lucky enough to, uh, I never paid a nickel for college because uh, my dad was a baller. Let's call it like it is. So, but but I don't care who's paying for it. Can you honestly say at this point, are we really getting our money's worth? I think if your if your son is saying, "Look, I want to take I want to take a minute," I would say go for it. He can only mature more, gain more experience, gain different uh, perspective. Yeah, Tank Tank says uh, college is full of bad and lazy habits. So Tank agrees. And uh, Plumber's talking about musicians in college. Some of the musicians get big money to just play. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Plumber's talking about the, uh, the previous, maybe the previous situation, talking about music. Um, oh, Georgie says uh, she wishes she had taken a year to get herself together. Yeah, I would too. Well, I I wish I had foregone college altogether. That's what I wish. Um, let's see what Lady Letter Carrier says. She says, "Have him apply to be a foreign exchange student. It will make him more globally aware and still have structure with a family." That's an idea. I I think 
I am bullish on this take a year off. I can't see the problem with that. I think it'll be a good thing. Now, if he wants to, you know, if he says, uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to take a break and smoke crack for a year. Okay, let's not do that. <laughs> Tank says he's still looking for a year to get himself together. You and me both. You and me both. So anyway, uh, concerned, uh, discerning dad in Ohio, I'm going the other way. I say, let him, let him be. Let him be. All right, next letter. Hey, Tony, have you heard of this practice called breathitarianism? These people claim that you can live on fresh air, water, and sunlight. No need for food. Do you think this is at all possible? If you Google it, there's quite a lot of info on it. This is from Bobby from Leisure Lake, Missouri. Now, I love the sound of your town. Leisure Lake, Missouri. Oh, my God. I got to go there. I want to go catch a fish there. So, Bobby, do I believe in breathitarianism? I'm going to have to say no. 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 It's a nice thought. It sure would save on the grocery bill, wouldn't it? If I could just, I could just stay in the parking lot and just do deep breathing, not go into the grocery store, keep the money in my wallet, and get a little vitamin D if it was a sunny day and I'm good to go. It's a nice thought. It's a nice thought. Uh, <laughs> lady says, isn't that just hunger protesting? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, here's, here's my thing. Unfortunately, there are histories, very well-documented histories, of uh, people starving to death, of vast swaths of people starving to death. So I'm going to cry foul on this idea of uh, breathitarianism. I think it turns out uh, you need you need calories. I'm going to go so far as to say if you just look around, all living beings seem to eat. Everything seems to eat. Have you ever noticed that? As a matter of fact, you look at wild animals, it seems like that they're spending much of their time doing that. You would think that some of them would have caught on to this idea of, uh, oh, all we got to do is breathe, get a little vitamin D, and we're good to go. So, no. I think that idea is horseshit. And please don't try it, sir. I mean, you can... Water fast maybe for a little while, three, four days. But uh, no, you got to eat food. Okay, next letter. Dear Tony, what do you think citizens of the world should be most afraid of right now? Is it global warming? This is from Aaron B. Uh, no. No, I don't think citizens should be uh, worried about global warming. As a matter of fact, I think the consensus now is that uh, the planet is going through a cooling pattern. Um, grand solar minimum, I think, is the term they're giving it. So, you know, if you go back to, if you look at the old science magazines and stuff, the, uh, the experts and overlords, and uh, or, or you could call them propagandists, they uh, were getting us all, they were pumping this idea of we're going into an ice age. That was in the 60s. If you look at uh, Scientific American and stuff like that, you can find articles all over the place. Ice age, ice age. We've got eight years to live if we don't turn it around. Shit like that. Then it went into global warming. Then I think what they're doing now is, um, is, uh, is just uh, uh, climate change. Okay, they finally decided, well, let's just, we better go with climate change because then we can just be always right. So, um, no, I don't think uh, climate, I think uh, I think the thing to be, what did you ask, be most scared of right now? Is that is that what it is? Oh, I got, uh, I got commercials in my music here. Um, you say should be most afraid of. 
So I'm going to say actually uh, uh, medical apartheid is the thing that people should be most afraid of. Um, I understand that, uh, let's see, Austria. I read, I've read now several places, Austria is now doing a lockdown of only the people who haven't gotten the boop boop. You know, the medical procedure, the boop boop that gets connected into uh, an appendage. Do you see where we're at, people? I can't. I can't use real words <laughs> for fear of of uh, 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 being locked out of the internet. So that, to me, is the most uh, uh, scare. The scariest thing. That's the scariest thing. And like all other parts of this flu deal, it's. It seems like it's. You can see the trend across the globe it's like a wave across the globe i can remember in the beginning when the first lockdowns uh oh here we go we have a phone call let's see call from georgie girl oh georgie girl welcome to the show happy number 200 tony i thought it might be fun to have a call a mailbag column with georgie girl for number 200 you are exactly right dear <laughs> i am 100 percent on board Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Very fitting, very fitting. Long time pepperonis will know that this is this feels normal, right? What do you, yeah, uh, it does. Since we're since we're on it, I don't know if you heard that most recent question. What should um, people? What what should citizens of the planet be most afraid of right now? Um, I put it in the chat, but I think uh, multinational corporations that control everything, including governments. That's what I'm most scared of. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, Lady Letter Carrier said uh, she spoke with her Austrian friends this morning. Did, oh, it's it's a curfew. It's a curfew for people who haven't had the boop boop. <laughs> I don't even know what I can a say curfew. anymore, Joe. Yeah, so I wow. wonder well, what would be the point of that. I don't know. I anyway. Don't, that doesn't make sense to me. That's weird. Yeah. All right, let's see the next letter, dear. Let's see. Uh, dear Tony, I've heard you talk several times about your struggles with weight. Do you think it's fair to say someone who is consistently obese over a period of years has an eating disorder? This is from Tanya from Omaha, Nebraska. What do you think, Georgie? Um, I would say not necessarily. Um. I think there's an unhealthy relationship with food, but I don't know that I would call it an eating disorder. I mean, there are some people, um, you know, that the people who are, you know, over 500 pounds or 600 pounds and all they do is eat. I mean, that to me is an eating disorder, but, you know, I think clinically I'm technically obese, but I don't think I have a an eating disorder. I hear you. Like here, here's my take on it. Okay, I'm gonna say, first of all, what what's an eating disorder that I, I wholly embrace, right? That exa- like so, anorexia. I would. I'm very comfortable saying, yeah, that's an eating disorder. Disorder. Right. I guess this breatharianism that came up. That's. I mean, you could just call that that's anorexia. a non-eating disorder. <laughs> right. <laughs> and. Uh, I'm also going to say bulimia. I, I will. I I feel very comfortable calling that an eating disorder. Now, yeah. Now here's the thing with uh, chronic obesity. Um, I'm going to say, I think it would be more accurate to say it is a um, food supply disorder. Okay. Because if we weren't surrounded by Funyuns and uh, Smurfberry Crunch and Count Chocula and shit. Uh, I don't, I don't believe that people would be, in other words, if we were surrounded by natural food, I don't think people would be, uh, naturally obese, at least far fewer people like yeah. show I, me the person who's going to binge on a pile of carrots. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. Um, no, that makes total sense. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say, I'm going to argue 
that people who are obese, but they're not, um, they're not uh, restricting, you know, they're not Karen Carpenter and they're not, uh, uh, they're not bulimic. I'm going to say no, they don't have an eating disorder. They, they had, they live in the wrong time in history. (laughs) That's the way I look at it. I don't know. Anyway, I saw every time I go down the cereal aisle, Georgie, I think of you and you know, (laughs) sometimes I send you photographs of some of these crazy cereals. Yeah. I I love those photographs. It's pretty funny. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that says about our relationship, but it's interesting. Okay, next letter, dear Tony. Do you think we will be at war with China before too long? What do you think our prospects are if we do go to war with China? This is from Alex F. What do you think, Georgie? Um. Well, I hope not. Um. But I think. Um, as far as our relationship with China, I, I don't think it's going to calm down anytime soon. But I don't know about going into an all-out war, like in the traditional sense. I mean, there's, you know, wars of, uh, you know, things like trade and um, government ideals. But I don't know about like a, a troops on the ground kind of a war. Yeah, I does cert- that make sense? Yeah, am I making any sense? No, I think that makes sense, and and I'm with you. I certainly hope that it's not going to happen. I I feel like in some ways um, we are in a war right now, but I think it's it's just a a type of war that is just completely foreign to us. I think uh, World War One must have kind of kind of felt that way. I think that was the first war where I was like. People could just mass blow each other up. And there had to be a lot of people that were just like, what the hell is going on? You know? Right. And I think things now are pretty well coming apart at the seams, but it's in this, this totally different way. Um, There's too much insanity going on really around the planet. Like just for instance, the, the way that, uh, all of the central blank banks around really around the globe are inflating their own currencies like to an, right. a completely insane level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's beyond bizarre. It makes no sense. And there's some and of course some of these populations, as we've said, locking up their own people. Some people can't leave, right. some people can't get in. So it's crazy town. We're I, I, I feel like it is some sort of war. It's maybe the new maybe this is gonna be the new way that war is waged but this is one the the new cold war yeah right but this one it's very hard to discern who the enemy is right Um, i'm going to go back to the previous answer of multinational corporations that are controlling everything there you go there you go (laughs) plumber says that's what china wants we are already at war with them cyber and trade yeah um. Yeah, lady thinks we'll be back in kind of a cold war, a la 1969. Plumbers uh, talking about the one world currency, which, uh, yeah, this the uh, um, central bank digital currency seems to be what uh, all these big bankers want. So, uh, yeah, it's weird times, but it's, yeah, it's, again, people don't recognize it because it's just a t- whole new way of... Uh, I don't know. I'm glad we're not getting blown up right now. That's nice. Yeah. That Um, would ruin your day. I know. I still want to be able to watch. (laughs) uh, I want to binge watch Netflix in the new war. And so far I'm allowed to do that. And I think that's great. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. All right. Next letter. Dear Tony, my brother is mentally ill and has been in and out of various treatment facilities for about the past 15 years. He so often goes off his medications, doesn't follow his psychiatrist's advice, and just generally makes bad decisions. It's putting my parents through hell. I feel like they are always giving him a pass because of his various mental illness diagnoses, but I'm starting to feel a good part of the drama is his fault. 
If he would just keep on his meds and take his doctor's advice, life for him would go so much more smoothly. Should I try to get my parents to see this line of thinking or should I just keep out of it? I feel like my brother's situation is driving a wedge through my own relationship with my parents. Thanks for any advice. This is from Jill K. What do you think, Georgie? That's a tough one. Oh, that's a lot of, a lot to be going through. Yeah. It's um, real, real. That's I know, some real life shit. Yeah. I know that um, folks who have uh, severe mental illnesses and have to be on meds, sometimes when they get to a, a good stable point, they're like, I'm doing great. I don't need my meds. And so, you know, that cycle that Jill is talking about. I mean, I've known some folks like that and it's tough. Um, I would, I would say maybe have a real conversation with your parents. Uh, try to keep it, you know, fact-based, not emotionally charged. Uh, use some good examples, and then, you know, just let them know how you're feeling. That it's driving a wedge between you guys. Yeah, I, th- I think um, that's that's a very positive. Yeah, I think that's some good advice. My my one thing is, um, I think it's pretty difficult to I, I, not decide with the parents who are i mean it, it, so if if the brother has been diagnosed with multi, with mental illness and bad enough that he's been in facilities and that sort of thing uh i mean isn't this kind of par for the course i mean you, you know like i i'm on uh uh medicine right now and i have been for a little while and it's a miracle if I remember to take the shit. I have to, I have, I have my, you know, my phone programmed and all this stuff and, uh, to remind me. Right. And it's like, and I'm a, and I'm a sane person. So I, I side with kind of, I mean, what do you expect if he's mentally ill? He's he, taking your meds and following directions very closely is what sane people do. I don't mean that disparagingly. I'm just saying if he's, if he's got mental illness, what what do you expect? That's kind of my take. Well, I mean, there are different degrees of mental illness, and obviously, um, this guy is suffering from pretty severe. So, uh, I agree that there's, you know, not taking your meds or remembering to take your meds and remembering the directions to follow uh, can be tough for folks, but. Um, you know, hopefully their therapists are working with them on methods to to remember these things and to work through these things. Um, you know, things like the alarm on your phone or writing things down or making a plan in advance. You know, it's, there are ways to deal with it. Um, so I just have to wonder if the guy is just giving up or if he's, you know, or if he's not getting... Uh, the right kind of guidance on how to follow these plans. Yeah. I kind of feel like uh, maybe a balance of both of our answers are, I I think they're kind of both helpful. Like you have very good advice, like do talk to the parents and try and find a, a way to, you know, get it out in the open. But I think, but be, be careful too. You know, it's a tricky one. That's a, that's a tough question. It is. That's a tough one. Yeah. Okay, let's see what else is in here. Uh dear Tony, I'm seven I'm a I'm a seventeen year old. Sorry, let me start over. Dear Tony, I'm seventeen years old, male, and I'm starting to think I like girls a little too much. I get totally distracted <laughs> in school thinking about girls, looking at girls, wondering what to say to girls. I can't get anything done. Is this normal? This is from Trent from Sioux City, Iowa. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of this one having never been a 17-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was a 17-year-old boy for like an entire year once. And uh, I'm going to say to Trent, 100% normal. Be glad <laughs> you're 100% normal. This is this is so consistent with my own experience. I was, uh, let's see, I was at a uh, Catholic high school when I was 17 years old. I mean, you know, in the, with the, uh, 
plaid skirts and the, the yes. There's a reason that schoolgirl uniforms are a very common fetish. Right. So this is totally consistent. I did not get shit done in my life for like three or four years. Now I get, I totally get Trent being like frustrated with this and almost like getting kind of worried. I can distinctly Mm -hmm. remember, I can distinctly remember thinking, I'm going to amount to nothing because I can't think straight. I can't get, I, I can't even function. And so, uh, so that, that, that's it. Oh, Tank's got to go make some do re mi. See you later, Tank. Thanks for joining in today, buddy. Bye, Tank. Lots of love. Yeah, Plumber agrees. Plumber says this is normal. Um, yeah, that's my experience. I, but again, I, I remember it is a, you can't think straight. That, that's my experience. And I think if you go back in history, here's what's interesting. This won't be a popular slant, but I think if you go past, let's say earlier than, I don't know, the uh, 17th century, the absolute norm is by the time you were 15 or 16, you're married already. Mm -hmm. That was totally common. Um, I think, I, I mean, you could be a girl married at 13 years old. That was not uncommon. And so, like, in a way, if you couple that losing your mind, going being girl crazy or boy crazy or whatever, through most of history, that that gets taken care of. It's like, okay, you can't, you can't even think straight, so go ahead, now get married. You're off to the rest of your life. But uh, it's very different today, of course. So, right. Well, you know, life expectancy is longer. True. So, Trent, don't sweat it. You're normal. Um, You know, it'll it'll change one day. Okay, dear Tony, are there any truly free things in life? And if so, what are they? I need to cut back my spending, but increase my enjoyment. This is from Kyle from New Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. What you got, Georgie? Um... (laughs) This is like <laughs> spending spending time outside. I, I, um, yeah, this, reading books that you take out from the library. Um, I you know I I don't know spending time with friends and you know doing activities that aren't you know like well that don't cost money. You know, there's I mean there's a lot of stuff out there that you can do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say, I mean... Museums and galleries and outside and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. This is a pretty weak question. I'm going to call it like it is. I mean, yeah, obviously, like any... Just get out in nature. I love your idea about be with friends. Yeah. Um, Lots of of good stuff is free. Let's... Let me try and fit one more in here. Let's start on a... Okay. Hey, Big Diesel, I mashed up on the socials with a very cute girl that seems promising. We've been getting to know each other over text, and she has started hinting that let's get together in real life, you know, like a date. The thing is, she's 18 years old, and I'm 24. Should I be concerned about this age gap? Is this a no-go? I really like her a lot, but I don't know if this is cool or not. This is from Kyle from Cocoa Beach, Florida. What do you think, Georgie girl? Um, I would say two things. One, make sure, make absolute sure that she actually is 18 and isn't just saying that she's 18. Yes. Um, that would be number one. And number two would be just, you know, the age gap at that point, like they're six years between me and Danny boy. Yep. Um, so, you know, obviously I'm not going to criticize uh, an age gap of six years just because it's six years, but I think the six years between 18 and 24 are pretty significant as far as emotional and personal development. Um, so I would be hesitant. Um, I wouldn't rule it out, but I'd, I'd be careful. Totally agree. Totally agree. I, I think that really, the, uh, like you, the biggest biggest concern is, is she really 18? That's Amber Glow says the exact same thing. Um, 
Plumber says it too. You'll need to see some ID. I totally agree. Yeah. But I think past that, yeah, don't don't worry about it. Um, and yes, I do think that uh, age gaps there. It's it's not especially. I mean, six years. That's not that's not horrible. But, uh-uh. but let's find out if she's legal. That's that's good advice. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, all right, well, Georgie. I'm so pleased that you got to uh, join me on episode 200. That is fabulous. It's fitting. It's great to hear your voice. And congratulations on number 200, Tony. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, f- I kind of feel like uh, we're coming in on fumes. By the way, uh, speaking of Mama V, she's gonna. She had surgery yesterday. She uh, got a hip replacement yesterday. Oh gosh. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna go stay with her. Let's see. Thursday evening and Friday. So no show on Friday, but uh, I'm going to take care of her. So I'm going to relieve my brothers who uh, took her to the hospital yesterday. There's, you know, they're getting her through these next couple days. Yeah. So take it easy. Mama V heal. Well, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, listen, thank you again, everybody. Whoever I missed in my uh, thanking earlier, I'm sorry. It's just a lot to think about. And uh, I'll see you again tomorrow morning. Who knows? Maybe even on uh, Reddit. Probably not, but maybe. Anyway, I love you guys. I like you guys. Um, Until we meet again, Georgie wants to remind you of something. Don't take any shit from anybody. Georgie, I couldn't have said it any better myself. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Thank you.